0: stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies that's right whether they're simple or full of gimmicks from who needs sleep to limits where it's all been done the podcast he rolls around and stares at me it's my co-host evan am i scared of him it's my co-host saker <laughs> truly are you scared of me i want to know um, once and for all i get that feeling every time we chat yeah. that there's fear in your heart
1: you know like when um When, like, a predator is walking through the woods and it comes across, like, a baby deer, and the baby deer is just, like, you know, it wants to run away, but it knows that the best thing to do is to stay completely still because the predator is going to run it down. And that's basically every interaction I have with you. Like, I just have to continue to continue to keep up this rapport, otherwise I know you're just going to run me down and feast upon my uh, tender flesh
0: that's right that's right and sometimes i do when i knock on your door and you open it you do the scare goat thing where all of your limbs yeah, just, uh, go stiff back. and you fall over you know, we made a huge yeah. it's a
1: huge bit it always gets a laugh from Saker. It, it's it's pretty you did the good fall down. i gotta say you did the fall boy fallout boy again <laughs> he's
0: he's the scare goat i love the scare goat yeah. um that might be my favorite uh uh natural reaction i mean i gotta say wetting yourself in terror pretty high up on the list that's a funny one but
1: scare goat is like right there having all your limbs freeze yeah, it's like and falling all those over. all those awesome reactions that are like hardwired so you can't really get around them like like swearing when you hit right. your finger or something like that they you know they did that study where a lot of people who have like severe even severe brain damage and ca- are nonverbal um will like hit stub their toe or hit their finger and still go mother you know and just just start swearing because it's hard it's I- hardwired into their cortex
0: can I ask you a question about the ethics of that study? How Did, did they just, like, have a hammer no, and were hitting people no, with No, it, it's,
1: it's an observational study, buddy. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Reported. You'd have to wait a wait a long time for some people just have a camera in their house and wait until they stop no, their they toe. just
1: observed it a lot, Saker.
0: I, I guess I don't know what an observational study. You're the one in the collared shirt. I'm just the, just the, came the, from a the, the idiot just in the came t-shirt. <laughs> I'm
1: strictly business. Let me button up my top button here. <laughs> to the very top. Good. It looks there good on go. your friend. There this is good, go. good visual wish, humor, humor for the podcast. Back like those nineteen, like the eighteen hundreds collars, where you just wear your collar just straight up. It looks so good on you I know, right now. It looks like it makes your see. neck look so long. And then you got like a little cravat or so- Oh God, it makes my face look fat. I don't like that. Well,
0: you know what's happening here is actually it is, you are, your neck looks very long mm-hmm. right now and you're kind of cowing me a little bit. So oh, this could be your fight dominant, back mechanism. I just,
1: I, that's what I do when I'm walking on a path or something and geese charge my four-year-old. I'll just put my hands up in the air and like walk at them. Cause I know they're going to, they, I know they have no fear. They don't give a shit about me, but like, they don't want to, you know, a big thing walking at them. Who does? sure sure who wants a big well that's that's something that i words. don't think we've ever brought out on this podcast is that the reason why i'm so scared of saker is that he's 15 feet tall <laughs> that's
0: correct to, his I, voice uh... is
1: so deep we have to modulate it at a lower like he actually talks a little bit slower but we make him at like 1.5 speed so he you know he sounds a little bit more high-pitched like a normal human voice but really when he talks i have to stand at least five feet away from him or he'll defibrillate your heart he'll make your heart just sort of stop they call it the red note yeah that's <laughs> what my uh the pitch Blood that my just voice oozes sings from at. your orifices
0: <laughs> that's that's correct yeah it's a pain in the ass to edit this podcast speed myself up 1.5 times get out the spaces in between everybody else's talking it sucks yeah, i hate it
1: something that surprised me is we had a listener who who wrote in and said that they listened to our podcast at like 1.5 speed i don't know how that's possible like yeah we, we already, already talk, talk very fast, fast. <laughs> it's it's
0: unfortunate we're not good at this i think we could just say that right off the bat you know who talks at normal um, speed? Who's that, Evan? (laughs) Actually, I know exactly who you're talking about. He's a writer and comedian who writes for Spirit Rangers on Netflix, and his short film, Telling People You're Native American When You're Not Native, is a lot like telling a bear you're a bear when you're not a bear, is available on YouTube, and he's a certified cat guy. It's Joey Clift. Hi, Joey. How
2: are you? Uh, Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, I also got to say, since you're 15 feet tall, I'm really impressed by the size of the microphone, the keyboard that you're typing on. You really had to special order all of that stuff, right? Yeah.
0: All this shit in the background here is uh, giant-sized. Yeah. It's like, you know. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And then then I also wanted to say, um, the the study that you were talking about, about stubbing people's toes, I'm just picturing, like, just a nightmare scientific study (laughs) where, like, (laughs) Basically they like they, they put you in a room, you have to like be like sockless and shoeless and it's just a room with nothing but table corners. <laughs> That's right. And it's just like and it's like, hey, you want your five hundred bucks, <laughs> go go to the other side of this room. This is the
1: caltrops area. If you want, if you want to be a yeah, drawing yeah, 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 to win a fifty dollar Amazon gift card, you've got
0: to navigate <laughs> navigate the
2: of traps. It's, it's like, oh, that would suck.
0: Oh, the classic house of traps. We're always coming back to House of Traps in this mm-hmm. podcast, F. Yeah, we've mentioned it yeah. at least
1: once before.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's called a callback, man. It's called a callback. Um, Joey, so I wanted to talk to you about uh the song that we brought you on for today, which we won't talk about yet. Uh is about pinball. You're a gamer guy, is that correct? Uh yes. Okay. Do you play much pinball? Are you a pinball person? <sighs>
2: Okay, so uh i think that for pinball i'm somebody that you know absolutely grew up with it i definitely like uh, my family would go like roller skating once a week growing up and there was like a lot of really good pinball machines the roller rink we, we would go to and like i grew up kind of in the the later stages of the age of video arcades sure so like you know there were definitely a lot of like really really awesome pinball machines i'm really lethal weapon 2 being a favorite that was a great pinball machine uh the terminator pinball machine there was like a lot of really good pinball machines and then like uh, as I've gotten older, a lot of my friends have, like, weirdly gotten really involved in, like, the Seattle area competitive pinball scene. Really? Okay. So I have friends that, like, own a ton of pinball machines that, like, mod their own pinball machines. So whenever I, whenever I go v- back and visit my, like, friends and family in Washington, I usually end up playing a ton of pinball. Hmm, that's So I would say I'm, like, a casual pinball person that's, like, surrounded by just hardcore <laughs> pinball people.
0: That's what that seems like such a West Coast we've had guests on here before from the West Coast who are super pinball people, which is uh kind of wild to me. Pinball culture is a real thing out there. Um I don't know. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna say uh, you haven't lived until you've uh, had a conversation with somebody for 45 minutes about the right type of like pinball flipper to use when modding a pinball board. <laughs> Jesus
3: Christ!
0: Wow. There, there are that specific differences between them. <laughs> well, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. It's,
2: uh, look, you, I go crazy is what I'm saying. You could regurgitate. My, my my friends are nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's super cool. Yeah, I uh, I I don't know. Ev, were you a pinball
1: person? We've never talked think about I've this. I though I've played pinball a total of, like, six times in my life. Like, yeah. period. I think they're always at a place where there are better games to play for me. Like, will I play pinball or Paperboy? I'll play Paperboy. Every time. Yes. Every time. Yeah. The thing is, I, you know what stops me from the pinball playing? is because you go into, like, a barcade or something nowadays, and video games are free. Pinball, you still got to play a quarter for
0: that's exactly what I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah we have so many barcades barrier to entry. In Columbus.
1: Yeah. The last time I touched Wait, a quarter you... with my hand was probably <laughs> like five years ago.
2: Wait, I actually so have a, I have a sidebar question. How do you two feel about barcades? Do you love barcades? What's your let's what's what's your what's your opinion about barcades? Oh, I like
1: culture? the idea of barcades. I like going in I like drinking. Um that's I like playing video games, but I feel like every time I go into one, a little bit more of my like childhood dies. Because I'll find, like, oh, shit, this is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. I fucking loved this. <laughs> and then when you take away, like, the quarter that I have to pay to play it, and you also realize that it's not really that great of a game, you're just like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah. every time. It,
0: Smash TV. There's, definitely, there's definitely a, a uh, you know, I think before the pandemic, and I hate to, to really date this podcast. I was all about arcades. I thought they were cool as fuck, right? But, like. Now they seem like the most disgusting place in the world. Everyone is free to touch. Right? Yeah, uh, I've stopped playing the uh, the licking game entirely oh. uh, at Old North Arcade, which was tongue. my favorite oh, one to do. Tongue it's Ranger? kind of a bummer. I'm
2: I'm never gonna quit the licking <laughs> game. Tongue rangers. I would rather have my tongue cut out <laughs> than not being able to like get to level four of liquor. Oh
0: man, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, Man, what would that, I guess it would just be like the strength game where you had to hit the bell and it went up except with your tongue?
2: Is that what? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like you treat your tongue, it's like you treat your tongue like an octopus tentacle, and you gotta like loop oh, around there it and it see is. how strong you're oh, like. Oh, it's like a maze. It's like, it's like, yeah, what's your grip with your tongue? <laughs> That's good. It's like, that, that seems even grosser, that it's like a plastic maze that you gotta <laughs> yeah. put your tongue into was, and maneuver disgusting. around. I was thinking it was like... And they do not clean it in between oh, games. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I was
1: thinking it was like flavor samples, where you like, you go in and it's like a little bathroom stall, but there's like a little hole on like the like maybe crotch level. And it's got tape mm-hmm. all around it. And then you just got to put your tongue in. And then the game will like, click, 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 guess. And then like something, something we be brushed against your tongue. And you have to guess, <laughs> guess what it is. Um, not sure. necessarily by was, flavor, okay. but by like consistency texture, and texture. Because sure. you, you can't just run out of flavor. You can't just sit there with lollipops <laughs> and just keep touching other people. <laughs>
2: I thought it was going to be like, the if it's like a maze that you've got to put your tongue into, the flavor at the uh, end is like uh, your prize. Oh,
0: that's good too. I like that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and then, but then if you like go in the wrong way in the maze, it switches it out for poop <laughs> or something.
1: <laughs> so you're just like, oh. <laughs> God damn! And that's why we hate. have done it. That's why we <laughs> hate barcades is because all the Licko games, the uh, Tongue Ranger, tongue Rangers and Licko games are all refurbished, right? So they don't have their original yeah. flavors.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. It's a real bummer. You can't even get you can't uh, even and get the um, like
1: cocaine like you could back in the 80s. <laughs>
2: oh yeah yeah just that sweet that
1: sweet prize
2: of a tiny lick of cocaine give
0: me that yeah the codeine flavor i was always able to identify was... right off the bat so
2: good yeah yeah me. all those all those guys with bloody noses <laughs> who were around the lico machine <laughs> who were just like come on come on come on i need this <laughs> nowadays it's all I'm just bummer. yeah yeah yeah, daddy's got to shine, baby. <laughs>
0: apples and pennies. I hate the liquor machines nowadays. They don't replace yeah, the apples yeah. uh, nearly enough as they should. Um, but I, I think that, that covers our discussion of video games. I think we should get into the song at this point, huh? Our song this week is called Silverball, And if you've never heard it before, listeners, here is a quick sample. Joey Silverball um I would wager I mean we didn't even ask you about the bare naked ladies
2: are you a a BNL fan have you do you know the band uh so I would say that for the bare naked ladies I'm I'm probably like a lot of people and that most of my knowledge of them is from like the bad touch they're you know the the, the big hit in the 90s um so but like they're a band that I I know has been productive and has continued to, do, to make music since then. I have a lot of friends yes. who are big BLM fans. So, or wait, like, wait. Yeah, I do <laughs> I mean, have a lot of friends who are, big, big, friends BLM who are big BLM fans. Wait, <laughs> naked. Uh, I'm recording this at 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I love both of those things. Uh, one, one, yeah. one of those things is more important than the other. Uh, yeah, 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 um, sure. yeah. Uh, Bare Naked Lady. B-N-L. There we go. Uh, yeah. You got it. we Yeah, We're yeah, there. yeah all right, cool. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I have a lot of friends who are big B&L fans. Um, like I, uh, so I've like had conversations about them where people are are telling me like, oh yeah, they're still really good. You should check them out. Um, but this is probably the first Bare Naked Ladies song that I've like sat down and really listened to since you know the Bad Touch on the radio in you know the '90s or the two- early 2000s or whatever. Sh-
0: it's. It's interesting. You've mentioned the bad touch now, which is a bloodhound gang song, Wait, not Bare what? Naked Ladies.
2: <laughs> so you must be
0: wildly Wait. surprised hearing nothing about National Wait, Geographic the, in the what, song. Wait, what was the Bare Naked
2: Ladies song?
0: <laughs> As probably one week is the one you're. Oh get wow! Pinned. I'm really unprepared
2: <laughs> for this podcast.
0: No, we. I love having people who know nothing about the band on. That's my favorite because then they can honestly, objectively say like, "I was never a fan. I have no nostalgia. Here's what this song Wait, is."
2: Ladies, okay, so they are both from Canada. That's where my. That, and i feel like i feel like one week they were like popular around the same time okay so i'm not totally mm-hmm. up based oh, on yeah. this oh yes,
0: no 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 no, no. But while, you got like,
2: it it was it's bi- wow i really came into here i was like wow like like i am watching the music video i was like oh these guys look really good they've really like worked <laughs> out since the music is <laughs> the thing completely different band and people <laughs> got it <laughs>
0: <laughs> i fucking love that yes no i mean it was it, they were gimmicky Uh, pseudo-hip-hop hits from the late 90s. So you are directly on track. They were basically the same. What is the Bloodhound Gang doing nowadays? Are they still around?
2: Um, Nobody knows. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think the Bloodhound Gang is still around. Um, Wow. Uh, My mind is blown that this is not the Bloodhound Gang.
0: It's totally... I actually really love that, and I wish that had been part of the Barenaked Ladies canon. I'm actually kind of surprised that they've never gone on tour with them. They seem like really similar uh, aesthetics. Um, but not knowing uh, much about BNL, and that is not a knock on you, I promise. How, wh- what was your interpretation of this like late stage
2: BNL song? So uh, what I was gonna say um about this is that what I really appreciate about the Canadian music scene is that they they give like it, like a lot of it, a lot of uh, Canadian entertainments publicly funded. Um, so because of that, artists are oftentimes given the opportunity to, um, you know, like grow and expand their sound more than you probably would for like an American band that doesn't have necessarily like public funding to help fund bands. So what I really appreciate about this is that like, you know, it does feel like a late stage song from the band that created one week, you know, (laughs) like it, like it really does feel like they've had the opportunity to like expand their sound and like hone in on like the thing that they do. So, you know, like I like... I appreciate it. Like, I appreciate that it's clear that they're still, like, working on themselves as a band to, like, make good stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is... uh. A, that, was,
1: uh that was so
2: kind I, of you. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to find the
1: nice way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's,
2: um, I, well, it's like a, my, my, my touchstone for this is that, like, are are you too familiar with um, Our Lady Peace at all? A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like, like
0: awesome. punk yeah. from the mid-2000s. Yeah they're, yeah,
2: they're, like, another band that, like, they um they had, like, a one-hit wonder in, like, 1995 or something okay. like that um, that, like, made it on the U.S. charts. But they were a Canadian-based band, and because they had a U.S. hit, they just continued to get funding to, like, create more albums and things like that, and they have a huge fan base in Canada. And um, they had some, like, really good albums that didn't necessarily chart too well in the United States, but they're, like, undeniably great albums. And then in the mid-2000s, they Came back around and had another US hit that was like pretty good, right? Um, it was, I forget what it was called, but um, you know, they're another example of one of those bands where it's like, I feel like with US bands, it's like you get your one hit, and then if your second album isn't hugely successful, then it's like, sorry, bye, yeah, yeah, basically. Um, and um, you know, like with the Bare Naked Ladies, I appreciate that, like, they've been given the opportunity to. Uh, continue to make music and experiment with their sound, you know?
0: I cannot argue with the fact that I am glad the naked Ladies are given the freedoms that they are (laughs) given. They they need to just utilize them. We have the the benefit of having context, uh, I guess, of having listened to this album and all the ones before it. And I think, Ev, tonally, or lyrically, I should say, this song is another kind of just basic ed robertson love song i mean would you agree with me there or yeah
1: i mean i would have liked a little more depth like he's writing about silver ball right pinball stuff but maybe there's a relationship in here maybe not who knows but like i want it more depth but you know you can use pinball as a metaphor for something and i feel like he kind of yeah. gets like he like takes like like sort of like weak need shuffle towards using like a little bit more depth but then he kind of retracts and he's like no no this is just about this is just about pimple i like pimple a lot uh,
2: um yeah uh, i just want i'm looking at my notes from the song that i jotted down one of my my first note is wow this is a lot nicer and more introspective than i expected from the band <laughs> that did the bad touch <laughs>
0: <laughs> i hope every one of your notes is like this is much smarter than the bad touch yeah, by yeah famous yeah, canadian like, band yeah but
2: yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. um but uh, something that I really appreciated about this is like aesthetically, these look like dudes who are really into pinball. They're probably unironically very, very like hardcore pinball did you players. Watch, did you
1: send him the video version? I did send yeah, him yeah, so the that's, video. Yeah, it was yeah. Music that video. takes place in Ed's basement.
0: Yeah, so this is that, the lead that, singer's that personal sense. pinball collection. Yeah, uh, he's super into it. the The album is named after it, and he's just a pinball fanatic um so clearly he's got passion for the subject mm-hmm. and trying to uh so there was there was a little the spotify uh interview they have like little one minute spotify kind of like summaries where the band is talking about these songs and ed is talking about his passion for pinball in this interview and he said you know people were telling me i should write a pinball song and i thought i don't need to write a pinball song because the who did that already and it kicked ass and like i thought that should have been the end of Ed's (laughs) sentence. (laughs) But then he was like, well, then I thought about a machine as an analog for a relationship. And I was like, don't, this doesn't don't work, do it, Ed. but <laughs> yeah, because he does. Ev, I'm with you that he he edges towards these weird metaphors, like a tongue through a maze, like a mm-hmm. lick a maze. But he yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. quite. But he doesn't quite
2: get that sweet cocaine. <laughs> no, the
0: he just can't touch it because, like, you know, silent. Like, I, I'm I'm just I'm running through all of these things, like these metaphors. I'll change your mind if I nudge you oh so carefully.
3: I'll change your
0: I guess he's talking about tilting the ball, right? Which is technically okay, except if you do it too much, in which case the machine kicks you out. So is this guy doing something
1: shitty? Yeah. You know, like the, the, you know, like when you're in a relationship and you just watch your partner roll around, you stare at them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I could see sort of the
0: one-to-one sometimes. Like, I r- roll around and stare at you. So they're like, I don't know, they're hanging out. Your lights and sounds of my scaredy. Okay, we're edging away from the point a little bit. The metaphor is becoming a little less clear. Uh, and then, you know, he ends that, the first verse with, but hear me now, I'll take care of you. Which is about a relationship and not about pinball. So we've moved completely away from the metaphor at this point. Like, he just can't find his target here. Your
3: lights and sound am i scared of you you could take me down like you said to do
1: but hear me now i'll take care of you Light i found myself up. wishing for some depth but then like knowing ed like i feel like that's a monkey's paw right i'm just gonna get another, <laughs> real, another song about steve leaving the band or about his wife natalie herbert
2: yes probably Period. one of those because we've gotten
1: six of those songs already on this album
2: <laughs> um wow uh well look at least he has pinball am i <laughs> at right at least
1: he has pinball <laughs> i do at least he has at a canadian chart topping <laughs> band millions of dollars and pinball at least
2: <laughs> How? um so something that i really appreciated about this music video is it's very clear that they're not playing the instruments or notes we hear in this song <laughs> yes
0: absolutely <laughs> like
2: It's like there's like a sound bowl at some point. There's a lot of like uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, different like it's like the way that he's playing the drum is with a brush. (laughs) And like that is definitely not what not what's playing the music. Um, Like we hear a synthesizer. There's nothing remotely uh, looking like a synthesizer in this. It very much feels like a music video that they shot. Like like basically I picture it being like all of the other members of the band went to the lead singer's house to, like, console him on his divorce. <laughs> and he was, like, near tears, and they were like, hey, you know what would cheer you up if we make a music video?
0: <laughs> it does feel like Brendan Small home movies, sort of like, let's do something to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah
2: Kev is... Also, also, I think every shot of them playing pinball in the music video features them not playing pinball well in the music video. That could it's be It's like true. the ball going into the, into the thing and, like... <laughs> Yeah,
0: Kev. Kevin is their uh, their keyboardist and their guitarist as well. He's playing that little toy piano, and at one point it looks like they're supposed to be syncing because he's pressing buttons, but they're totally off. There's there's nothing even close, and he looks so
1: uncomfortable. Yeah, Kev the never video, wants to be in any video. Like, like I feel like Kev is always in their videos under duress.
0: Like, yeah, somebody just off screen
1: has a gun to his head. Like, fucking act like you're happy. He, kid. Keeps, he keeps trying to put yeah. things down. Like you notice at the end of it, like every shot, he's like trying to put down his <laughs> instrument. Like, no, 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 not yet, buddy.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like everything, every single shot feels like, oh, we got it in one take. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, maybe they didn't get it in one take. It's true.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised this video didn't have like the uh, the Windows Movie Maker like Comic Sans intro screen like silver ball. Like Ed just threw this together in an afternoon or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh
1: but they T- T- like- Ty- tyler the drummer looks fucking pissed. <laughs> he looks angry <laughs> staring Come down the barrel of the camera just hitting that drum and if i didn't know he had such a deep and rich inner life like i would know that he was <laughs> like, he would, i would think he was furious but you know he is he's out uh wrinkling the stratosphere on the uh, aurelian reach <laughs> As captain, <laughs> captain of his own spaceship, that's what he does best.
0: Uh, um, but uh, but yeah, this they all have different emotional states in this video, uh, and it's it is wild to watch them kind of go through it. Um, I wonder. I I think that that's
2: something that's really interesting to me about late stage bands is like like this is an example, and like you're also talking about the lyrics of the song of like these are clearly guys that get the process of like song making, making music videos, and all that, but they've done it so many times that it's like. There's not necessarily an analysis of like why they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of like, yeah, this counts as a song. There's a hook. <laughs> it's like it's like there's good music parts and stuff like that. But it's sort of like it's like ninety percent of the way there. Yeah. It's like, oh, they've, they've done so many music videos. They were like, uh, let's just get this over with. Jo- like,
0: I mean, this might blow your mind, but this is the second video for this album that is pinball themed. Now, the whole album is <laughs> technically pinball themed, I guess, but they were truly just running on fumes here. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, pinball yeah, yeah. again, I guess. That sounds fine. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. I wonder, I did wonder if they needed copyright clearance for all this shit. Like, hey, we're going to show the Dracula machine and Jurassic Park machine and all this stuff.
2: Like, I mean, that's why they were like, I, everything was like blurred in the background. Yeah. I was trying to figure out which machines are, are they were they using. And like, I think that like everything was blurred for those purposes. Yeah, that's it. A- um, also, uh, you know, I think what this band really needs is like, if they, if they did a tour with the Blundheim gang, <laughs> if they like, if they. If they played the bad, did a cover of the Bad right. Touch, I think it would be really good. I think that would really rejuvenate their career.
0: Absolutely, I, I could one hundred percent. They've done mostly like chill. They did like a tour with Better Than Ezra and Hootie and the Bo- Blowfish. They need to go a little harder. They need to, in their old age, revitalize themselves. Um,
2: now I'm googling the Bloodhound Gang to see <laughs> if, hey, are they still making music? Joey, they not only
0: are they, but can I read a section from their Wikipedia page for you that might make us stop talking about the Bloodhound Gang? Uh, uh please do geffen <laughs> records refused to release the song yellow fever because of its graphical lyrical uh, content about east asian women
2: yeah <laughs> okay in that case i retract every compliment i said about the bloodhound game yeah i guess in that case oh man thank god this isn't the bloodhound gang. <laughs> fucking real yikes
0: <laughs> yeah so they are still making music and we should not listen to it and they should not <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh actually i'm reading oh yikes yeah. um <laughs> uh yeah so uh wait can i swear on yes, this podcast? Yes. Oh, absolutely Okay, yeah. So fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, fuck, fuck those the guys. blood. Don't don't fuck the bloodhound <laughs> gang. <laughs>
0: yeah, I. It's it's weird because I mean they did kind of have the same trajectory in the '90s, and the Bananagate ladies went to like, oh, we're we are growing up, we're mature now, and Bloodhound Gang is still like mired in eighth grade, sort of like.
2: Yeah, I think I think that that's I think that that's why I was like in a world where this is the Bloodhound Gang, I was like delightly delightfully surprised because it's like. Oh, they've like clearly, you know, like they're not sticking to their gimmick of being a comedy band or whatever. Uh, but like now that I've learned the truth that like, oh, no, this isn't the Bloodhound Gang. The Bloodhound Gang definitely <laughs> stuck to that real art. It's like, oh, uh, that, that bums me. That's like that bums me out for 930 in the morning on a Tuesday. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah. Didn't mean to do that. But like, but it's OK. The ba- we have the bare naked ladies. They have pinball. They're like they play pinball. <laughs>
0: this is like the third time we've said at least they have pinball. <laughs> They're doing yeah, fine yeah. for 50 men Yeah. Ev, as a personal note to you... uh a Saker's YouTube comment of the week on this video. Sake, 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 Saker's YouTube Thank comment you. of the week. <laughs> I needed my theme song. Uh, from a friend of the show, Mitch Rayner, one month ago, he said, hello, Evan and Saker, as a comment on the YouTube video, I am contacting you from the past, roughly around the winded Up episode, to make sure that your soul is blown out of your butthole. So, I appreciate that. Every time I see, people will randomly comment, hello, Evan and Saker, on the YouTube videos for <laughs> Berenice Ladies now, Joey, and it freaks me out every time. So, now, people People are doing it on That's purpose. Fun.
2: Yeah. Um, Wait, does the ba- does the band know that you exist?
0: I I, I have no. idea. I don't think they do. Truly. If they did Would you want to talk to the band Or
2: not talk to the band We
0: said that we would stop the show When we got a cease and desist And that would be like I would frame that on my fucking wall I would love to hear from the band's lawyer I don't want to hear from the band We've insulted them too much For that to be a civil conversation
2: Okay so what you should do Is you should try to get the band's lawyer On the show And then just the entire episode Is you begging him (laughs) To give you a cease and desist It's
0: not a bad idea I kind of love that
2: Just like If we played an entire Bare Naked Ladies song
0: (laughs) Front to back
2: And said that When said that we wrote it and not them. Uh-huh. Would you give us a season to see? And then maybe
0: played like a real offensive Bloodhound Gang song afterwards. Would that be a oh, <laughs> nice? Oh, I don't like. It's <laughs> you. I, then give us a to... I season feel bad.
2: You- oh man, I'm. I'm. Thank God we're talking about the bare naked ladies, and not the Bloodhound yep. Gang. Uh,
0: we were talking about the lyrics before, both of you. Uh, and uh, I, I kind of want to get back to the song uh, a little bit instead of the video. Uh, we we talked about how this song kind of like orbits a metaphor a little bit. And then it draws in other weird references too. Uh, like Ed says Silence is fine, but you won't play me blind, which is a reference to the so Who's Pinball Wizard?
3: <laughs>
0: to Hannibal Lecter, yes. thank you, which is what I was going to say. They put a reference to the better pinball song in their bad pinball song. It just makes people remember the better pinball song. It just it's wild that they keep they've done it on a couple songs now is put references to other better songs. Uh, and then, Ev, did you appreciate the whole uh, Lord of the Rings run that they went on for no reason? Uh, please clue me in on oh, that. Oh, yeah. I
2: noticed that while listening to it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So, that seems like a weird so thing to strange. do. So strange. Oh, there uh, it is. I Ev,
1: destroyed the ring.
0: Yeah. I, so there and back again destroyed the ring on the attack
2: again. Had it all. There and back again.
1: I destroyed the ring. On the attack yeah uh. I mean, that's what, <laughs> I know you're alerting. Yeah, boy. historically, after uh, Frodo drops the ring into Mount Doom, he does go to Barad-dur, and just like there's a long, drawn-out scene of of him and Sam just like fucking beating a now weakened Sauron, like just just like brutally describe these two hobbits just like <laughs> kicking the living shit out of this wizard, this like frail old wizard now. Sure. It's, sure. It's, Destroy it's, the it's ring. It's terrifying. I attack yeah, I mean, they, they, they take <laughs> yeah. a lot of vengeance on this man. And Tolkien goes into graphic detail. It's been edited out of all the <laughs> new versions, but uh, <laughs> it's super NS, NSFW, right? You don't want to do that.
0: It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of discussion about like what was what Sauron was going to eat for dinner before they broke into ha- and the fluffy piles of mashed potatoes and
1: gravy. Sauron loves to tuck into it. And there's a lot of like,
2: there's a lot of like, w- like the gifts he's going to give to his grandchildren, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and like how excited he is to go on a walk and how there's so much for him to live yeah. for right now. And then Frodo kicks the door and is <laughs> yeah, just to- like, you listen, <laughs> <him." When he laughs> you hobbits
1: just beat the living shit out of him so good so good
2: uh yeah but... um but yeah anyway uh yeah let's see i'm looking at the lyrics of this song right yeah. now uh line uh roll around and i stare at you you're light and sound am i scared of you is the lead singer of the bare naked lady scared <laughs> of pinball is that why it's in his basement is he like oh well, it's down there <laughs> at least it's not up here it's a it's- yeah he tries
0: He captures as many machines so that they're not out in the wild as possible. Yeah, so they can't hurt anybody
2: else. (laughs) Yeah, that's why every member of the band is like is like doesn't look comfortable in the music videos. They're afraid of pinball (laughs) machines. Very likely.
0: And then right after that line is, "You could take me down like you set to do." If we're talking about a pinball machine, number one, he's not using them correctly. If he's (laughs) like, if they're taking him down somehow. But number two, if this is a metaphor about some partner, prospective partner that he's chasing. She must fucking hate him, and I love that. <laughs> like uh, hey, you,
2: you could f- fucking yeah, you could take me down like you said. Like your goal yes, was to take him that's
3: down. That's her
0: goal. Wild, I love it. Uh, yeah, uh,
2: but it's. This is okay. I think that this might be the best song about pinball written by a guy who's clearly got, going through a divorce <laughs> than I've ever you know, heard. He obviously, is but and yet he
1: still remains married to his wife of you know thirty years. Yeah, they're separated. I think if
0: if if the last album of Grinning Streak told us anything, Ev, is that they're they're happy. She they're raising their children. She just
1: redesigned his entire house. <laughs> is that true? Did you read that article? No, we, we saw Natalie Herbert's designs on her. Oh, interior, that's right. She's an that's interior right. designer. I for, we,
2: we, we're too deep into their life and their, their style. Also, it silences. Pinball machines aren't silent.
0: Right. <laughs> like, what? I think that's a reference to the pinball wizard that sucks because it doesn't make any sense outside of that context. Like, because he was blind and deaf. Like, I don't know. This, it's, it sucks. And there are other stuff where I think his commitment to the veracity of pinball fucks up the song. Like, the multi-ball was on track again, but I watched it fall through the center drain. If he had said through the crack again, like it rhymes. Sure, maybe it's not accurate, but he's sacrificing like <laughs> a good rhyme for like, well, technically that part is called the center dream. <laughs>
3: was on
2: track again. But I watched it fall. Through the center dream, he's like don't get it right my pinball <laughs> friends will be exactly. mad at me it's also
1: the edmonton accent they pronounce ai like an i so it's like instead of pain they say pin instead of drain they say drin drin, <laughs> instead of again they say uh-huh. well, we say again in america but they say again oh do they yeah. everyone <laughs> okay. knows that the greater
2: edmonton okay area. <laughs> okay wait so i've got a question for both yeah. of you
0: do you like the bare naked ladies you are not our first guest to ask us that <laughs> it comes and goes in waves it tr- tr- <laughs> truly do- when they when they're on they're fucking on. Yeah. This song they're here. <laughs> they, 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 hey, at least they have pinball. That's what I can say about <laughs> They'll the. Always play. have yeah. pinball. <laughs> They'll always. How
2: many albums have they made? Like is this? Uh, we're on. This
0: is I believe season eleven for us. Yeah. I think we're on our eleventh album, and they're just about to release what? their thirteenth album. So we've still got. Wow. a Ways to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, they're 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 fine. They are fi- before <laughs> albums one through seven, I would say I was a huge fucking Brandon Good Ladies fan. And now I am a moderate Brandon Good Ladies fan.
2: <laughs> Wait, so so album seven is around when they started to drop off?
0: Um oh let's count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That would be Brandon Good Ladies are me, Brandon Good Ladies are men era, Ev, would you I agree? Feel
1: like the thing is, we get like we're like addicts right you know we've got we've got we've gotten the <laughs> best that we got the high that bnl has to offer and now we keep we need to lick that we've got to lick that cocaine so we keep we keep pushing our quarters into that lico machine and like maybe once every album we get like yes. one that's gonna that we're like oh yeah this
3: rules <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's
1: one little gram of cocaine <laughs> and then it, on your tongue you know, it's, like, it's like when you get an old lico machine you're like do you think the cocaine dispenser is uh completely out <laughs> and you find out that no it's got that one little bump left in it <laughs> yeah So
2: <laughs> yeah, I get I get what you're talking about. That's what I feel about a lot of um, they're they're better now. They have recently picked back up, but like a couple of albums ago, Weezer was kind of like that for me, where it's sort of like, oh, there's like every album there's like a song. Or like a string of a song or two that like kind of reminds you of like oh this is still great, but then like the rest of them are like fine. Yeah. <laughs> and like recent Weezer is like really started to pick up. I'm specifically talking about like kind of Hurley era Weezer where it's just like, you know, it's there. There is, uh, you know, like on some level we're like chasing things that we liked from our youth, right? Absolutely. And it's like, you know, like I'm uh, like I'm a huge professional wrestling fan, and like. I I definitely like acknowledge that like most of what's on WWE which is like the main wrestling company is like utter garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but like but every once in a while they'll do one thing that's just like, okay, you've earned three more years of my life, Vince McMahon,
0: <laughs> for for one day of good wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: We- oh, not even that. It's like it's like 15 uh, minutes of good wrestling. Yeah, we've
0: we've talked about the Becky Ladies Weezer connection too because they're Careers are the perfectly same trajectory. Yeah, yeah which is, but I, yeah, I, I mean, but I, I hear that Okay Human and Van weezer which I've not listened to, are quite good. But I don't know. I got to put some time into those.
2: Yeah, Okay Human's really good. It's um basically it's it's an album without any sort of electric guitars or anything like that. Hmm. It's all like orchestras. Cool. Um and like I think that that's what's like especially with you know like a band like the Barnett Ladies who's made you said thirteen albums. It's like. You got to mix it up. You got to try new stuff. It's like you got to like. You can't just like rely on stuff that you did in the nineties yeah. to like kind of take you through the day. And it's like, I think that that's um like, um, a comparison for me is uh like Sir Mix a Lot. He's like a really big um Seattle area. He's he was like you know you he did Baby Got yeah. Back and stuff like that. But before that, he was like a really well-respected Seattle area rapper. Like he had a lot of really good albums and like local hits and some even like national hits before baby got back, but then baby, but then baby, got, baby back got back, back happened. Back. And he was like, I'm the baby got back guy forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, I think that that's the thing of like, Oh, are you, do you have like the confidence in yourself as an uh, artist to like, continue to try to push the sound after you're like one huge yeah. hit. And, you know, even like silver ball, like it's, you know, maybe not the best song, but like, I do appreciate that. Like, it does feel like this feels different than mm-hmm. one week. Oh, you sure.
0: Know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, uh One Week may have been the different song in a lot of ways. I mean I I think that was a standout sort of unique. This is kind of what most of their catalogue sounds like,
1: Ev. Would you agree with that? Most most Ed songs, yes. Yeah. No, I mean yeah. actually well yeah. musically they're they're still pretty diverse. Like they're still mixing in a lot of weird stuff. Like Well you know oh go ahead. I mean like reading the lyrics of a song, I can't tell what style it's necessarily gonna be in. Sure, sure. But I I think that's a lot of the problem is like when they do
0: something that pops, you know, we, you know we mark out on the podcast right like if they have a horn in the fucking song <laughs> we're like oh, the horn section is back i mean that's what
2: that's why like i was so impressed in the music video seeing like a sound bowl and a pan flute even though it does not show up yeah. on the song <laughs> i was like oh that's dope that that guy owns but like oh that tells me that he's like a re- he's a musician yeah. that likes yeah. music yeah. you know
0: yeah that's and that's i think maybe one of the problems with this song is we've had this in the past too where they try to ape something right like I'm I'm thankful that we're they're no longer trying to sound like Coldplay, but like they're now like U two is just a kind of a marginal step up from that, which is what I felt like this song was trying to be like. Hey, what if we you know tried to be like a sort of Joshua Tree, Octane, Baby era, you know U two, which is fine. Like I I didn't dislike this song. I I want to make that clear that this was fine. It was a a weird chill jam that I think had a lot of potential and had a really cool ending and that Kev really stepped up on because that synth, not, synth line rules. Um, but it was fine, right? It was fine. There, w- there wasn't a whole lot to it. Although, I, I got to say, this is a chill jam. It's about pinball. This should have been a wild, like, fucking energetic tune with bleeps and bloops and all sorts of stuff going on. I, I-, just... I-, I
1: kind of wanted it to be like, I know this was a little bit ahead of the curve, but like a synth wave song. I think it would have been a perfect synth wave song.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, that would have been great yeah but like
2: chip tunes were yeah. definitely a thing at this point this is... and it's like oh and like i know chip tunes and pinball are it's not like one-to-one they're not like totally the same thing but it's like oh there is that would have been something that would have been cool yeah. to see with this album is like the bare naked ladies playing with like a little bit more electronica because like that's what you like it's like it's pinball mm-hmm. why not yeah you
0: know? yeah absolutely that would have been very cool um yeah it's as as it stands right now Ev, I think this is just a less interesting version of Passcode, which is a song that we had five songs ago on this same album. Like a sweet love song that is uncomplicated and it just does things less musically interesting than that song, right? Like they're just huh? plagiarizing themselves. We're going we're we're going in circles here. I wouldn't right? disagree.
1: I mean yeah. It's like if you open the okay. open the uh, closet and all, all the fill out with little silver balls.
2: All the little silver, balls, the silver. balls fall out. <laughs> Um, do you want to know a band from like around the same era that like has had a similar crew trajectory that also rocks? Yeah. Uh Fastball. Oh, the they way made the song yeah. The Way, which was their big set, their big hit. They're great. Like they're they're a band that like their their recent albums are still really good. Um uh like a friend of mine um like uh, had an internet bit where he was trying to get Fastball to play a concert in his living room and <laughs> oh, they did it. Oh my god. Uh so I saw a fastball player a concert in my friend's that's, living room and that's they were incredible. Awesome. Like, but like but like they're kind of a similar deal, I think, to the Bare Naked Ladies and the like, oh they're like they're still great mm-hmm. songwriters. It's like maybe they had like the one huge hit, you know, twenty years ago or whatever. But like they're still cranking out jams, you know, and like, you know, bare naked ladies, like I like that they're still trying. <laughs> they're not resting on their laurels, you know, like Sir Mix-a-Lot, I mentioned, he plays Baby Got Back three times per concert that he does <laughs> that it. sucks. It's his opener, it's what he plays in the middle, and it's the closer. That sucks. Um, and like, you know, respect to Sir Mix-a-Lot, but it's like, I don't think the Bare Naked Ladies are playing one week five times every show that they're no. doing, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah it's true. Well, I, you know, I think that's the benefit of them have, having had marginally more than one hit. So they won't play one week three times, but they'll play one week and the Big Bang Theory theme song and uh fucking pinch me and it feels like the same song three times but you're right it's very yeah, different. yeah.
2: have any of you seen the bare naked ladies in concert oh yeah mm-hmm. yep
0: we've we've seen them together i've seen them multiple times have you've seen them once right oh, i've seen them they're good i saw them together twice. back in the
1: day twice and then i saw steve separate and then the BBNL boys separate yeah
0: sure yeah so so yeah we've we've seen them many they put on a a really good show mm-hmm. they're they're consummate professionals who do my favorite thing which is a ton of stage banter in between songs so
2: (laughs) you're like don't play the songs just banter yeah i give that's a podcast just like just do a podcast give me your
0: tight five that's what i want to hear up on stage uh oh hell yeah (laughs) yeah put that guitar down (laughs) pick that joke book up um that's about all i had for this song did either of you have anything interesting that you wanted to mention before we kind of move on to rating it
2: um. So I think that all that I want to mention is that I still feel great shame for thinking that they were the <laughs> bloodhound
0: king. You are as as the bare naked pope. You are excused. Your sins are forgiven. And uh, thank yes. you, thank you, <laughs>
2: thank you. Uh, bare naked ladies are fine. Uh, fuck the <laughs> bloodhound king.
0: Agreed. Um. We do have. Speaking of our our fan Mitch, who was the comment on the page. Uh. A small little thing here, y'all. Um. He made us a he asked on our, our Discord uh, if we wanted him to cover a Bare Lady song, and I said, we're about Ooh. to do Silver Ball. He said, what genre? I said, I don't know, do a salsa cover <laughs> of Silverball. <laughs> and he said, okie dokie, you got it. So, real quick, I'm going to put this in the thing. Here's a, a salsa cover of Silverball that he did for us.
1: Ooh.
3: Take care of you. Light me up. Knock me down. I'm freaking whenever you're around. So lock me in with special because 'cause you're my silver ball.
0: I think he made <laughs> this know. is fun. Yeah, it was really fun. He did a great yeah, job. So I'll that. put. Uh, yeah, listeners, I'm going to put that whole song in the end so you can listen to Mitch's cover of Silver Ball, Salsa Version. He said he did have one caveat, which is in the vocal track, he just got a new puppy, so you can hear squeaking in the background of the vocal track because it's chewing on something. Um, all right, so now it's about time to rate this song. As usual, listeners, we rate this song at a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. So as usual, Ev, we start with you how would you rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed?
1: I'm asleep in my, uh, Robocot and <laughs> Robocot. Yeah, from the future. Uh, and I okay. Beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, what the fuck now? And I open, I hit the, hit the little button and then the viewport comes up and there's just a, you know, a middle-aged man sitting there and said, Oh, we need you again. Chief petty officer, Dickin. Captain Stewart ran us through the meteor grinder and our inertial dampers <laughs> are totally
2: fucked. <laughs>
1: like, oh come on so i get out i'm just naked because i sleep in the nude you know it's the easiest way to do it so i get out throw off throw off my
2: yeah as a bare naked lady you fan, must <laughs> clothes, yeah, yeah. Throw clothes are blanket, against and then the rules i walk rules. into
1: the uh um replicator and it just replicates a, a uniform for me because why would you ever wash or clean anything if you could just get a new one you know constructed around you uh so i go and i just work on the inertial dampeners get up to my fucking elbows in the jeffrey's tubes uh almost get fucking annihilated by a power converter and uh get those self-stealing stem bolts all in a row mix out all the little uh plastic chips that uh were computers in the 80s and then i'm like okay fucking finally i can get to go back to bed lay down oh shit forgot to take off my uniform go back into the replicator it disintegrates the uniform uh around me then i go back lay down naked in my bed not 10 minutes Beep, beep 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 hit the fucking thing and the guy's just shaking his head. <sighs> Fucking steward's in the taller deck, dude. You got to clean up a lot. Of, you got to clean up a <laughs> big mess. <laughs> and I'm like, God <laughs> damn it! Like, officers, garbage, yeah, Officers everywhere. on star on the on the starship uh, are allowed uh, maybe six hours of uh, you know hollow deck time. You know, us, us basic like petty officers and stuff, we get barely a half hour at a time. But like, st- Stewart manages to stretch his, captain. Stuart manages to stretch his out to like the entire week. He'll go in. Just uh, make a giant toilet out of clouds and drop a big steaming deuce and then just walk away. Or he'll go in Uh and he'll just like, like this time, conjure a bunch of fucking garbage fries. Just an entire room full of garbage fries and just stuff them into his mouth. And then, since they're holographic, he'll just pull himself out into the courtyard, and they all disappear because they were all just holographic fries. Then he sure, goes in and does course. it again. And uh, this and you have to clean this up. This time, he's he's queued up the Wild West program, and he's just been, you know, throwing throwing punches and spinning around, shooting semen everywhere, you know, all the everything. <laughs> so I got to squeegee so down the inertia.
2: Yeah, as you often well, do. You got, fight, yes. you got to
1: punt, and then you got to make love to the uh, the beautiful uh, barmaid that you saved.
2: No, it's like I thought you were saying. It's like I thought you were saying. It's like a squid where it's just like that's Your panic <laughs> it's mechanism. Shoot out semen. Just like shoot cum. <laughs> just like. That's uh, uh, So I got I
1: got to squeegee all the uh, projection plates down, and you know I'm just covered, and I'm like, God damn it! So I have to take a, a shower, and um, I get my clothes disintegrated, lay down, barely get five minutes of shut eye when it's bing bing bing. This time it's not the guy. It's just uh, the computer saying chief petty Petty officer Dickin, your shift is about to begin so i get up put the fucking uniform back on march out for another goddamn day on this podcast you know it's one thing after another pretty clothed you know like i got a high-collared uniform on you can see my hands got boots but uh you know i don't really want to be wearing it i'm really fucking tired (laughs) of this shit but you know i'm gonna strap a uniform on because it's my goddamn duty
0: I thank you for your service, Petty Officer Dickon. I appreciate it. Um so so you have a full uniform. Yeah. Not a fan of this song. Okay. I thought all it right. wasn't good. You know what? <laughs> I, I alright. I feel that. Um me, I am zipping around town, saving the day, of course. Uh, I am uh, a member of Charles Xavier's X-Men uh and you know my superpower is super speed um ev what are the circumstances in which I can have my super speed you What's are my super the pedestrian
1: you have super speed but only in crosswalks
0: Great so I
1: am grabbing people
0: as they're about to get hit by cars zooming them from place to place right Um and then you know I go home from a long day of saving people and uh I I you have pass
1: to, out and you when have I to... You only get the super speed in crosswalks, though, so you, like, save somebody, and then you're like, well, I guess I just got to jog around town at a normal speed until I see someone else. Until like, just... <laughs> and then hope I get to the crosswalk or, in time. Or, like, you see someone, like, about to get hit by a car, but they're not in a crosswalk. They're just jaywalking. You're like, I can't. I'm fucked. Yeah. I'm fucked. And then the, the, yeah. the slow music plays, and a single tear rolls down your cheek.
0: The Lonely Man theme from the Hulk. Yeah, it's sad. Um, and I go to sleep, but when I wake up, I'm no longer in Charles Xavier's home for wayward mutants or whatever the wayward, fuck it's called. Wayward 40 year something. I'm, I'm in a giant arcade pinball machine, and I can hear the laughing voice of arcade. <laughs> you fool! This, you're in the pedestrian's dream! And uh, it's there's crosswalks everywhere, and I can see people, you know, crossing them, and I'll save them all, because there's these giant metal balls that are rolling around, so I'm running along these crosswalks, but then the machine flashes, and the crosswalks disappear, and now I'm down to a crawl, and I have to watch these people get run over, and I have to, these balls are rolling towards me, and that's where the issue ends, where these balls are rolling towards me, but I'm still wearing my whole X-Men uniform, I didn't even get to put my pajamas on as I went to bed that night, so I'm head-to-toe spandex, you can see my face, maybe my fingers, I'm not sure if my feet have to touch the crosswalk for the power. So maybe I don't have any shoes on in this costume. You have to have comfortable costume. shoes
1: for your pump power to work.
0: Okay, got it. So, but it's it's not terrible. It is leather spandex. It's very uncomfortable if you wear it for too long. Um, but mm, fu- I'm going to say pretty pretty fully clothed on this one. Mm-hmm. Joey, what do you think?
2: Okay, so um I'm 90 years old. I'm outside working in my garden. Um, I've got like a lot to look forward to. I'm gonna have lunch with my friends today. Um, uh, love and life. My grandkids are about to come over. And then all of a sudden, I start to feel like kind of an ache in my side. I'm not totally sure what it is, but it's definitely something that I haven't really experienced before. But I'm older, so like I get a little bit worried. And then all of a sudden, everything goes dark. I hear my I hear my wife, who's who's still <laughs> with me, who's five years younger, crying out. And then the next thing that I know, I'm in a hospital bed. There's an EKG G, G machine on me. My my relatives are around me crying. My loved ones, my 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 grandkids, my great grandkids, they're all very very sad. And they're like they're like the prognosis isn't good. So um you know like I know that this is probably the situation where I'm going to be saying my final goodbyes to um you know all of my people around me. I'm visited by you know like everybody that I've touched over the course of my life. <laughs> wow. All of my like you know friends, former That's students, <laughs> people that I've mentored, um, who like really are just appreciating like everything that I've I've done for them. And then, um, you know, like the doctor explains to me that, like, I don't really have very long. So, you know, I decide to, you know, uh, d- take a moment, uh, you know, kind of uh, collect my thoughts, tell everybody that, that, that I love them. Uh, the doctor kind of like, you know, pulls the plug because that's the only thing that's keeping me going. And then my eyes get heavier and heavier and I drift often, often in nothingness. At my funeral, uh, more people visit. <laughs> they really loved me. They appreciated me. They they thought that like, you know, like I I really like gave a lot to this world, and they're sad that I'm gone. But they're like happy that they're able to continue my legacy. Um, my casket closes. It low like it's a uh, it's carried uh, by you know like. Uh, by uh, all of you guys, my oh, best friends, the two hosts of this podcast. Yeah, you're also there. Oh, wow. You're carrying my casket yeah. <laughs> to um, to uh, like my final resting place. It's set in. It's lowered into the ground. Uh, you know, dirt's put on it. You know, grass is put on it. Uh, I'm in the ground. Uh, I'm like, you know, slowly like as bodies do uh, rotting. <laughs> My, uh, you know, my, eventually my clothes disappear. My, my, my muscles disappear. My skin disappears. I'm just a skeleton in this box uh, without clothes or skin. (laughs) Uh, So I loved this song so much that it killed me, is what I'm saying. Oh,
0: holy shit. (laughs) They're not being the Bloodhound Gang really worked for you. (laughs) Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's the, it's like the song, the song is like, oh, yeah, I'm probably like wearing pajamas (laughs) and a shirt, but that they're not the Bloodhound Gang. I love, to so death
0: that's great uh joey clift uh this show is
2: that they're not that i'm not learning on this podcast that they're <laughs> racist i'm learning that the bloodhound gang is racist is truly a yeah, delight. yeah
0: it's perfect it works out uh boy we would have we would have some serious crisis what would we do if bnl came out as ra- i mean we'd have to stop the podcast right now? Yeah, that'd be great we'd have to uh, stop the d- podcast Oh yeah, that's that's your dream. I forgot. <laughs> you, yeah, you get to <laughs> yeah, stop the right. podcast. He's trying to trick them into something like that, but they don't respond <laughs> to my <laughs> tweets. That's horrible. Uh, 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 Joey Cliff, the the show is called Spirit Rangers. Uh, it premieres next year. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, twenty twenty-two. Cool. Very exciting. exciting on Netflix. So,
0: uh, cool. Anything else to plug?
2: Uh, yeah, I would say just um, I'm I've got a couple of really cool things that are coming out in the next couple months um, that I'm working on. Some like. Uh, shorts and like uh, and things like that that like I can't like talk mm. about quite yet but if you um, follow me on Twitter at Joeytainment, follow me on Instagram at Joey Clift uh, I'll be posting about those pretty soon so definitely check those out uh, and then I'd like to promote every single band that is not the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> right. I'm promoting everything but the Bloodhound Gang. Do not listen to the Bloodhound Damn, Gang. They do not deserve your. I have a lot
0: of links to put in this episode for literally everything that is not the Bloodhound. Literally gang. every ba- everything that's not
2: the Bloodhound. Colgate
0: toothpaste, Super Smash Brothers, blankets, anything that's not the yeah, Bloodhound yeah, 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 Gang. Yeah, yeah, All right, cool. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Comforters, cool. <laughs> socks that are a little too thick, but you still wear them in the summer because they're cozy. <laughs> uh let's see uh like a born basic target brand hand sanitizer <laughs> all the target brand yeah. products well joey
0: thank you so much yes, for being on the show we so really much. appreciate it
2: man yeah thanks for having me this was fun yeah cool all keep right. on being naked <laughs> thanks. Uh, our new
0: catchphrase <laughs> yep. Ebo. now that we got that pesky gaskey out of here I think it's time for the robot round. No, thank you to Joey Cliff for being on the I show. Miss him. But it is time for the robot. Already. I miss him too. Only one second hence, uh, robot roundup. Ev, we got someone going against Glados from Portal. Who is
1: it? Well, this was kind of a tough one because I really was excited originally because I thought it might have been about Marvin the Paranoid Android from like The Hitchhiker's Ooh. Guide to the Galaxy, especially Hell the 2005 yeah. reboot because he has that big fucking silver ball head. Looks like a Funko Pop. Yeah, and that would have been cool. Like, it, it mits with, like, he's like the ship robot aboard the heart of gold and he has severe depression and whatnot, so it kind of, like, kind of tracks with both, the like, the silver ball, like, the straight-down-the-plate aspects of the song, um, and he's 50,000 times more intelligent than a human, so he's always kind of, like, in, uh, you know, but he's only used for the most basic stuff, like running pinball machines and shit, but at the same yeah. time, like, it, it kind of got away, and he's also voiced by Alan Rickman, one of my favorite actors, and played by my second... I watched my favorite little person actor Warwick Davis, who my I, I love. didn't know that was Warwick in there. That's Warwick. That's my boy. Hey, I love that guy. Exciting, but it's not about Marvin, unfortunately. Boo. Because Ed is too. I don't know he's just too up his own butt. I guess like he's just. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, he's just he's just regurgitating stuff, right? So this is sure. We already talked about C three PO earlier on the on the on the pod, but this is about R two D two, just the other half of the equation.
0: Oh, okay. All right, how is this about R2D2? How is he our silverest ball? It's
1: straight on the plate. Well, he's got obviously the silver ball bearings and his little Mech droid parts. He's got his little Course silver he does. got a little silver wheels, he's got his little silver accents on his head. Roll around and I stare at you, which is basically all we do <laughs> with fucking R2D2. I think I miss my favorite thing's about the first movie is where they just have him like chunking across some fucking thing at like 2 miles an hour. Like he got so cool in the later movies where he could like R2D2 could like shoot lasers and electrical bolts and spray goo and, you know, decode everything and yeah. he got like a bunch of xp between like the uh... <laughs> actually retroactively <laughs> yeah. he lost a bunch of xp i guess because he's really cool he's like you know he becomes animated in the in the prequels and in the previous ones he's just kind of like a chunky astromeg droid that just kind of rolls around oh um, yeah
0: that's right the timeline doesn't quite so I work guess my out, question is it?
1: like like that am i scared of you is like ed robertson asking his question like the original r2d2 no no he can like worst thing he can do to you give you a little bad shock Right? He's got he's <laughs> gonna zap you with his little zappers. But like the new one, he can like rock it by your face and like rip it off with like a pincer claw and shit. Like he's got all sorts of attachments and whatnot in the prequels. And um does he show up he does show up in the uh the more recent ones, right? Yeah, he's oh, he's yeah. Like, part yeah, of like entourage. So he's kind of like a mid he's kind of mid range in between there. He's not super duper cool, but he's not super duper, you know, chonky like in the uh the the original series. Um but uh Right. Yeah. So knock me down, light me up, whatever. He's game. So, uh, he's game for whatever's happening, as long as it helps the rebellion. Oh, the multi-ball, obviously, um, representing the new Republic and the old Republic. Uh, he has watched, R2-D2 has watched two Republics fall <laughs> through the central okay. through the central drain, uh, which obviously Unreal. represents some sort of laser beam or whatever the fuck. Who knows? Uh, light me up, knock me down. <laughs> but he's game. He's never going to stop. He's R2-D2. He doesn't give a shit about anyone or anything, except for... The stuff he's programmed to give a shit about, which I guess is piloting and navigating star small starships and the rebellion, and being sassy. Yeah, apparently he's sassy. Well, you never hear what he says. Yeah,
0: but it's it's apparently very uh, uh, fiery, right? Well, I mean, it, mean it, he it pisses
1: off C. I mean, it, it like it scandalizes C-3PO, who is programmed to be scandalized by literally everything. So, That's like, probably true. Although, like, the only thing is, you like, I mean, R2D, uh, R2D, Luke speaks like. Actually, everyone speaks, like, fucking binary, right? Yeah, so, very like, weird. They all understand it. So all the responses to him are, you know, kind of dismissive for the most, Or, like, thanks, R2. Or, like, get the yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> no one wants you. Get out of here. No one wants you here. No one wants you here. Um,
0: so here's the thing is that R2's fucking scrappy. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, could he get through a house of traps? I think he could. Um. Really? Not necessarily because he is solving the puzzles with the portal i think that like first thing he does is like you know like where you find like ratman leaves you those messages and like the access ports yeah first time r2 finds a fucking usb port like he runs the show oh, like he's shit! to oh
0: that's true he's gonna
1: like stick his little fucking dick in there and swirl it around until <laughs> like until he gets what he needs which is if there's the a- access codes for the earth
0: if there's anything that we've learned it's that hacking is the top priority
1: if you're a robot that can hack you win you just win straight off right. the bat. Right. I mean, because like, yeah, exactly. If you could mentally reprogram your opponent in a fight, yes, you're going to win that fight.
0: Yeah. Boy, I wonder. I mean, and it's too late now. Who would have won in a fight between R two D two and Chappie? I mean, they would have. Ju- it just would have been a mental battle. They would have plugged into each other's USB yeah. ports and then just stared at each other until one of them fell over.
1: Yeah, I think that I, I think I honestly think uh, R two would win because I think R 2s technology is more, his firmware is more advanced than Chappie's. Well, it's a long time ago, not a long time yeah, but from now. Also, from now, we don't have starships.
0: I guess that's true. Fuck, all right, I have nothing to so refute a, yeah, that. Yeah, we're in a galactic
1: I mean, dark age, bro. Yeah, I
0: guess we kind of are, aren't we? I wonder what happened to all those things. Well, they were also long, far, far ways
1: away. Yep. What is the term they that were, they say? Well, they were also too far away to get here oh I mean, but but again earth is remember earth is where star tours is located <laughs> i forgot all <laughs> about that that's right where Pee-wee herman's character hangs out
0: uh okay so we've got that's a new right.
1: winner he got arrested for uh yeah. for masturbating in star tours <laughs> um we've got a new winner of the robot rumble yeah it always and had to be r2d2 this,
0: this is kind of like getting a buy in a tournament because he only has to beat one person to win
1: yeah and i feel like previously like bumblebee would have smashed the shit out of r2d2 even in his final form like yeah and iron bumblebee giant he would doesn't... have never in the fucking rock'em sock'em robots like r2d2 just slid through with the bye
0: yeah 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 he's gotten lucky boy we really fucked this up we gave people too late because i mean if if tired of fighting with you is like i don't know fucking uh unicron or something then <laughs> i mean what was the point of any of this <laughs> Oh, well. Uh-huh. Uh, God, Unicron is a pretty good one. Who knows what he's like? um, Yeah, I've been waiting for them
1: to write something about Commander Data from Star Trek, who I also love, but like uh... they just don't do the good robots.
0: Yeah, it's only shitty robots like R2-D2. And the Iron <laughs>
1: Giant Bumblebee.
0: And the Iron Giant. All right. Well, you know what else is shitty? These commercials we're about to hear. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a naked Ladies podcast. <laughs> hey, Ev.
1: Jimmer! like when we were a kid like the premise from like every 80s show was like a kid gets sucked into something and becomes something yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. did you ever dream about that and if so what would you want to be sucked into i I know you did did okay the answer is yes but what do you want to get sucked into
0: well i mean i i I wanted to be captain n i mean who wouldn't want to be captain 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 n yuck (laughs) oh boy oh boy Existing in your favorite video game, talking to Kid Icarus and Simon Belmont and Mega Man and oh man, I, I wanted that so bad when I was little. What? I mean, and that's that's a boring answer because it's a real answer. Yeah. So the answer that you want to hear is I wish that I were sucked into a box of Chex Mix. <laughs> I wanted to be the <laughs> no, Chex No, you don't, commander. Saker. You need the box <laughs> destroyer
1: to get rid of those. Oh, fuck. I Nobody forgot about gets that. Nobody wants get sucked into Chex Mix. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be fun to navigate my way through the uh, the Jungle Gym uh, check squares and uh, climb up the <laughs> rye pieces and lick all the pretzels. I, I don't like know. What do you it'd want be to be? a very
1: unhealthy lifestyle for you. I mean, you'd be super oh, fit, it'd be... but also super salty. Yeah, my
0: heart would stop within days. How long you got, how long
1: until you got tired of eating Chex Mix?
0: You're breathing in that salinated air, too, is. all the time. Well, that's just like living by, by the sea. That doesn't affect you. Really? You don't get salt lung if you live by the sea?
1: Well-known condition.
0: <laughs> brine, l- um, brine lung. How long would it take me to die? Uh, Not die. How, just or, get uh,
1: you get tired of Chex Mix.
0: Um, I mean, almost immediately, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, people
0: ask you those questions like, would you rather eat your favorite food forever and nothing else or never eat your favorite food again? Like, easily never eat my favorite food again. If I had pizza every single day,
1: I would fucking hate my life. <laughs> like, pizza's great, yeah, but are you kidding me? A, I'd like a pizza with uh, a hamburger topping.
0: Yeah, you could do different ones, but you would still get heartburn and your
1: tongue would, like would get a, all burned, don't eat the burned and whole thing. just eat the toppings off of it. I'd like a pizza with a uh, uh, medium rare steak uh, and uh, some baked <laughs> potatoes on top. Pizza's just a vehicle, <laughs> man. Enough.
0: Can you give me a stew pizza? I'm in the mood for some cheese and broccoli <laughs> soup pizza tonight, perhaps. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, okay, so this is your question. So how long would it take you to die, or to get sick of eating chicken? That's, that's my question, uh,
1: that's probably my a question. day. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah. No, what do you want to get sucked into when you I, were a kid? I don't know. I was like those, like uh, like the Sentai stuff, like the uh, um, yeah, like a be a little, be a little Ranger. I don't know what color I'd be, but like you know, Power Ranger, or the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, or something sure, like that. You know, like,
0: VR Troopers, like, a the Beetleborgs. Sc- you're, you're
1: a junior high school kid by day, but you know sometimes you gotta cut class and fight a really poorly made up uh, man, adult man yeah. in a in a box. That's fair. Sent by, yeah, an, old, I sent also, by an old woman.
0: <laughs> I wanted to be a Sailor Scout, so I can uh, I can sympathize, I think. Um, interesting. And how long do you think that you would be able to. Uh, how long would it take for you to get sick of eating uh, Sentai chips? Cafeteria food? Um, cafeteria food. I don't know. At I always enjoyed
1: cafeteria food.
0: Me too. I love cafeteria Salisbury steak. I love the Mexican pizza they yeah, used to have.
1: It's our- not great, but there's a lot of it, and uh, it's varied enough.
0: But you know what? I think it also wildly depends because I was just in the hospital twice over the last two months. uh, And hospital food sucks. Like it's not the same as like school lunches. School lunches were great. I loved my lunches at the the dining halls in college. Mm -hmm. Cafeteria food? Uh, Or hospital food? No good. No good, no good. So I guess it depends on where that hospital food is or the cafeteria food is coming from. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Depends (laughs) on the person who makes it. I guess any it Depends food. on the moral yeah, fiber of the chef, as we all know. Uh, but do you know who has a great moral fiber?
1: Mm, tell me all about it.
0: Well, boy, is that going to be our friend Marn. You know, Marn hosts the podcast Dead Letter Society. It's a horror book club podcast in which your spooky host Marn invites friends into her library of terror to discuss the novels, short stories, creepy pastas, and interactive fiction that scares them. Her last episode, Especially Heinous, features Ben Roswell, uh, as everyone knows. Uh, Ben's uh, tabletop gamer who writes tabletop games. Uh, They talk about um, the library of... Oh, they commune in the Library of Terrors to talk about Carmen Maria Machado's novella, Especially Heinous, 272 Views of Law & Order SVU. uh, Which is kind of a fun podcast for uh, a ghosty... Or or Thing I don't—is it just literally about svu
1: I don't. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know anything about this. I I'm, I can't figure it out. And we're doing a commercial, and I can't read during a commercial. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get it either. Fuck. All right, we gotta go. Yeah. See you guys. Bye. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time of the show when we spin this enormous wheel. What if it were a tiny little wheel? Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> I'm going to make the wheel smaller every week. Make it harder to read. I love that. I wrap my hands around your neck. You wrap your arms around me. Uh, imagine that this song describes a date or relationship. Who are the partners and how does it go? Well, I think this song does describe a relationship, mm-hmm. right? So the question is, who are the partners? Well, here's the thing: in Describes each verse, date.
1: we'll say a date. We'll switch the,
0: a date. We'll switch the switch it up. Then this is a accelerated because I feel like each verse and this is something new, right? The the first verse is like, you know, they're they're they're, they're friends. They roll around together. He admires her. He likes her, etc. Oh, well, roll around is when he, he verse, picks up
1: his date in the car and they're rolling around town. He's staring at him lights and sound the city around them am i scared of you yeah it's a first date they're kind of scared you could take me down yeah. because you're a professional mma artist
0: <laughs> okay like you said to do so we know yep. what this date is going to consist yep, yep. of well, this
1: is a this is they were um they were scheduled to fight each other this guy's an up-and-comer he's gonna fight this mm-hmm. old this old sold uh veteran mma artist okay but falls in love before the match oh Cancels. shit it's like Love that. Hey, I know this is a bummer, but but can I... Uh, this is super unprofessional. <laughs> but but, can, I but take, can we go out can, to the melting pot? Yeah, can we go to the... Well, he wants to take her, I think, to a uh, construction site. So they can watch the... Oh, that's their date. They can watch the Wrecking Ball smash
0: things. Sure. Light me up. Knock me down, baby. That's what that Wrecking ball's going to do best.
1: Light up the city yeah. and knock down the building. So this is a date between uh, Miley Cyrus and... Um, I thought they were MMA a, fighters. That wrecking ball? Yeah, Miley... You don't want to pin her down. As soon as you try and pin she's, Miley down, she's going to go fight in a all, no holds barred MMA match.
0: So she's playing an MMA artist in this movie.
1: No, she was practicing for a role as an MMA artist by by being in the MMA. Okay, I don't think we're overcomplicating this. I think that this is a perfectly normal thing to think and say. Yeah, this into. is what people listen for: is a uh, straight down the plate reads. This song's exactly, about right. uh, a young a young man and a young woman going on a date to uh, a barcade. And then they, uh, they they both discover their shared love of pinball. But uh, ultimately, they're not really right for each other.
0: Great. Hope we answered your question, Wheel. Um, all right. No. So Miley Cyrus is an MMA fighter. Miley Cyrus and, the, and old... the Tank Abbott. Oh, okay. That's the old vet. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Miley is singing this song. I just... Because, you know, hear me now. I'll take care of you. Because he's an old man now mm-hmm. who's clearly has CTE. and oh, yes, uh... he is not.
1: He's not okay. doing well ever
0: okay so why does she call him her silver ball because because he's got silver hair on his balls god that's easy i should have known
1: (laughs) so simple well because most of the mma fighters in the early ufc didn't wear cups until that guy just got elbowed in the ball a million times but hank being the tank he decided instead of getting a cup he's just gonna get his balls replaced with two ball bearings so that when somebody oh. tries to elbow or kick him, they are going to get bruised, baby.
0: I see. I thought this was like cauliflower ear. It was an uh, an affliction you can get in the MMA as you can get silver balls. <laughs> um, So verse two, had it all there and back again, destroyed the ring on the attack. And so this is describing Miley's career so far, yes, right? Or is it describing Hank the
1: Tank? I think he had he pr- it all. I think he proposes.
0: Oh my goodness. Destroyed the ring. Yeah. So she She's denies like, the proposal? Dude,
1: it's our first date.
0: Okay, got it. Um, So yeah, he watched that multi ball fall through the center drain. That's right. Uh, He she when she crushed up the ring, it looked like a ball, and then she threw it into the drain at the construction site. Super
1: fucking buff for this role. Like she balled up. Oh, fuck yeah!
0: Silence is fine, but
1: you won't play me blind. So driving home, it's completely silent in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Hank puts on. Hank uh, reaches over and clicks on the radio, and mm -hmm. I guess. the rest of his proposal comes on <laughs> like on the radio yeah. or no, because like, there's a there's like a cd in the cd de- tape changer he's got his usb hooked up or something right and uh his ipod and uh
0: packs me pass me the ox cord miley <laughs> all right sorry <laughs> it's like oh
1: i'm so glad i get to spend the rest of my life with you <laughs> I, I, even though she denied the proposal yeah, yeah. Well, he pre-recorded this oh he's he's like fumbling with his big fucking beat up broken fingers like trying to like turn it off He's like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i didn't mean to do this (laughs) oh i know how awkward this is
0: but i'll change your mind if i nudge you oh so carefully she hears that and is so moved by it that she drives around goes in with her arm gets in that drain and tries to uncrumple that ring because you know what she does accept he moves her by nudging her Setting up, hitting shots again, getting tough, making locks again. If you've seen one, they're all the same. Just shoot the lights and avoid the out lanes. That's right. I don't know what that's in reference to. I think their days pass by. You know, if you've seen one, they're all the same. They live a happy, happy short life together. Because Hank the Tank Abbott dies probably a couple of days from now. <laughs> yeah. He's very old and very sad. But yes, I
1: think Miley Silas, like, as as like she listens to that and realizes that uh Hank that, that it is the most edgy thing she could do would be marrying a sixty something uh former MMA fighter on his on his last three days of life. How did you get the name Hank? You know his name is David Lee Abbott? I think Hank the Tank is from uh um old school. It's the Will Farrell character from old school. <laughs> You've been calling <laughs> you've been calling it by the Will Ferrell name this whole time. Why wouldn't Got it. you. Okay. It's a much better name yeah. than David Lee the tank Abbott. Yeah.
0: Uh oh my sweet Jesus. In December twenty eighteen, Abbott revealed that due to his lifestyle, his liver had to be replaced. Despite suffering several strokes d- during the surgery, Abbott survived and it was successful. Fuck, this dude really is on his last legs. Oh, what a poor guy. Uh, horrible. Uh okay, he died so like he lived. badly. <laughs> badly. All right. Well, uh, that's good. I like that. I think that could be a movie for sure. It's not what we were trying to do. E- <laughs> Ev, now's the time when we answer an email from our friends, our fans, our auspicious little uh, ass sex dorias. Sure.
1: This Australia. is a question
0: f- from our friend Karina.
1: Hi, Karina.
0: Hi, Karina. Uh, the title of the thing is Hearts on Fire Will Hearn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Karina says, oh, oh. Dear, dear, insert podcast host name here, if Ed's heart is made of duct tape and Kev's is protected by a passcode, then what are all the beanake's hearts made out of and what is guarding each of them? Bonus question, what type of keyblade is needed to unlock each one? So, oh, so, boy. She,
1: so they've already explained... Ed and Ed's is duct tape,
0: and Kev's is protected by a passcode. Yes, but I mean, what are they made out of? We know what's guarding them. So Ed's heart is made out of what that is protected by duct tape? I think Ed's heart is made out of ice. Uh, I I think truly he's become cold uh, to the to the world. I was going to
1: say actuarial tables.
0: Oh, that's good too. Yeah. Actuary tables and ice. Ice yeah. ice soaked actuarial tables. actuarial tables. Yes. And so the duct tape is needed to keep the shape, because once those actuarial tables melt, I mean it's just gonna be mush in there. But the duct tape, like, mm. you know, around plaster keeps the shape. So what kind of keyblade do we need to unlock Ed's uh, uh mathematical cold duct tapey heart? Oh man.
1: What does Ed love? Pinball. Pinball, pinball. <laughs> <laughs> so the pinball keyblade yeah you have to you have to force a whole entire pinball machine into the into the lock you have to drag it with you okay. down the okay. down the uh caverns of ed's subconscious sure love that Cavs is protected by a passcode and when you go beep beep beep, you beep, beep 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 and it opens up inside a mirror you see yourself
0: oh that's beautiful oh i love it okay it was, it was you all along you thought you had been following the treasure map to a treasure that you heard was in here, but really you were the treasure the whole time. Yep. I love that. And a voice just says um,
1: Peace on Earth <laughs>
0: <laughs> But I guess the key in this case is the passcode, right? Uh-huh. So the keyblade is a keyblade with um it's just like on the bottom it's got a flat surface with different uh lengths of of uh you know feet coming off of it. So when you press it against the thing, it hits the numbers in order as you keep pressing it in. It's a very complicated <laughs> keyblade. Sora does not use this one to fight nobody's. It's only used for this one specific purpose. Tyler's heart. Oh boy. This is a tricky Tyler's one. Tyler's heart is huge. Oh, no doubt. Every ventricle is far bigger than it should be. Uh so he's got a big ass heart. Big um, ass heart. And it's made I think entirely of fat. Just, it's got, every surface is covered in fatty deposits. I would say
1: gl- it's all glistening.
0: Sure, but it's not glistening like Christmas time. It's glistening like go see a doctor. <laughs> right? So, what, what protects this greasy-ass heart?
1: Um, I think the heart protects itself. I think it can it can move and it can uh, perform various wrestling moves upon anyone who attacks. Sure. Anyone who who attempts to open it will have to wrestle yeah. wrestle their way through Tyler's uh gruff exterior.
0: Sure. I like that. The deposits perhaps have become sentient and uh they have learned how to DDT and do the rock bottom on <laughs> uh, on people who try to attack it. Yes. So I think for- for this keyblade, you just need literally Sora's keyblade. You need like a slashing keyblade that allows you to fight this, yeah, uh, some this creature. Like, some
1: sort of like a, a Misen, Nisen, uh Japanese chef knife, so you can expertly oh. trim trim the uh, excess away sure. from Tyler's pure th- pure, boy, pure boy heart.
0: I do want to. I, I want to hit the fact that I don't think Tyler is unhealthy. I think he
1: looks great. Yeah, I wonder why I you just... keep always harping on this. Well, because it's really I think he's gross. A... You know,
0: he's a he's an eater. You he loves the, the fat, he's a I'm good man. There's nothing
1: wrong with we're both eaters, Saker.
0: And I think your heart is just as fatty as Tyler's. Yeah. We eat horribly. I'm
1: gonna die soon. <laughs> All that chex mix you eat. Am
0: right. Um, yeah. Okay. Finally, Jim. Well, we didn't tell you what's inside. Oh, I thought it was just. I thought it was just what is the heart made out of which is oh. heart. Oh, okay. what is it protected by the deposits? And what do you need to get through the Nisei oh, keyblade. I thought it was,
1: a, um, we
0: can say what's inside. Sparks, what's inside sparks, his heart?
1: You know, like at the 1980s, like music rock videos where there's just like a guy grinding on something with an angle grinder and just shooting sparks everywhere. <laughs> like I imagine, right. I imagine the inside of Tyler's heart is like an eighties factory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that sounds about right. Where there's leather jackets and sunglasses. And yeah, cool yeah. They're music wearing, is playing. Yeah,
1: they're, you know, they're all, they're all, they've got those, uh, uh, goggles on and around them it's just all black soot because they've just been been uh, working all day like real men show sure enough down in the spark factory jim's heart uh what is it made of
0: jim's heart is made of whimsy i think so how does that represent it i mean is it just like a wisp of cotton candy is that what jim's heart is made of
1: yeah i mean it's 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 area it's like walking through fog like a cloud okay a mist a fine so, mist a fine blood mist
0: yeah. How how is how does blood pass through it? I guess it's just it just does. What, we don't need blood to know. Is, Jim does vaporize
1: as it comes in and then it, it congeals and drips down yes. like rain upon the rest of his his, his uh sure.
0: circulatory system. Like a strange coffee maker, such is the blood in Jim's heart. Good. What protects Jim's heart? I think maybe if you would try to do surgery or enter this heart in any way, it looks like fog, but it's really like being pierced by little shards of glass as you put your hand into it. Um, it's not a welcoming fog. Uh, no. It will welcome only things that Jim welcomes into his you heart. You not
1: want to venture into the lands of Jim's heart.
0: It's true. As it swirls, I think every so often you can make out faces appearing <laughs> in it that like pop out and scream Help and then me. fade back. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Exactly. So what keyblade do you need to get through Jim's swirling mass of glass heart?
1: Is there like a keyblade that's a mask that can protect you from breathing in all the gunk?
0: Yeah, buddy, keyblades can be anything. So this is a keyblade that instead of being something you attack with, it's a defensive keyblade that you just put over your face.
1: <laughs> Please don't.
0: <laughs> okay, and then you can you can find your way in. Sure, love that. Uh Karina, was that good? I have a feeling it wasn't. I think we need to retake this entire <laughs> How do we? Can we redo this whole episode? Can you call Joey back? All right. Well, Karina, I hope we answered your question. Regret. Hey, if you want to email us, by the way, email us. It's podcast at gmail.com. Ebbo, that's it. We done did it. Another episode in my
1: trunk, surrounded by blood. Duck's tape up we're gonna get rid of it off a cliff into the but, pond the deepest correct pond we can find. weigh it down
0: um okay so ev uh you can find us on twitter at bindunpod pod you can find us on facebook it's all been done about ladies podcast you can find us on discord by checking that discord we've got a couple new folks who popped in there just to say hello and give us some corrections or clarifications which i love <laughs> um ev what are you uh hyping this week
1: what's your excitement oh boy you know i'm excited about foliage (laughs) are you really all that undergrowth do you like walking through quiet trees on on carpet of pine needles too bad too many bushes now this is a new growth forest the trees haven't properly shaded in decades and there's all sorts of greenery on the ground (laughs) you're gonna get ticks you're gonna get bit by mosquitoes Foliage, my friend. Foliage. Damn,
0: All that's good stuff. pretty cool. You're gonna walk cool. through
1: a thousand goddamn spider webs.
0: Do you think if Mick Foley returned to wrestling, he could be McFoliage, and that could be his gimmick? Is he's just a bush? He just lays uh, on the ground and kind of, yeah. kind of trips people up. That's pretty good i don't mind it i gotta say <laughs> do you ever have phrases that you can't hear any way other than one way there was a flash video i saw for final fantasy 7 where vincent said the phrase damn he's pretty cool and i cannot hear pretty cool or pretty good in any other voice other than a transylvanian accent in my head
1: no i can hear him. any phrase any way i want
0: well congrats
1: to you that's pretty Rip good to you, but i'm that's different pretty good.
0: I d- i'm he's not pretty hearing cool. it- just static out of your mouth right now. I'm real sick. Oh, bud. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's another phrase I can't hear, but I'm real sick. <laughs> all right, Ebo. Uh, this week I am repping Cactus Jack. I'm repping mankind. All of McFoley's various various uh, accoutrements, whatever clothes Santa he puts on. dude loves
1: The man loves oh. Santa. Y-
0: you know he does. He does. You know he, he does. He wrote a whole
1: documentary about it. Is this real? It's real.
0: Real as you or me, my friend, which is to say Maybe. who knows. Yeah.
1: I mean, as far as you know, I'm we're s- just voices. <laughs>
0: I'm Saker. Oh, and we'll see you again in ten Oops. weeks.
3: am i scared of you you can take me down like you said to do but hear me now hear me now i'll take care of you light me up knock me down Pre-game whenever you're around So lock me in, we're special bound Cause you're my silver ball. Silence is fine